Welcome to the ESOP Podcast, brought to you by Capital Trustees, keeping you up to date on all things ESOP. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the ESOP Podcast. This is Brian Kiesling with Capital Trustees, and we are very excited to have today's guest on the show. He was a very early supporter of what we did with the ESOP Podcast. We are with Kevin McPhillips, the Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Center for Employee Ownership. How are you, Kevin? I'm great, Brian, and thanks for having me back again. Thank you very much. We, we loved having you really early on in uh, our podcast episodes and you've been a huge supporter of what we've been doing this entire time we really appreciate that support absolutely and i'd be remiss if i didn't uh, at least say this that we're very grateful um for the podcast program that you you've done the pennsylvania center is about raising awareness and the program that capital trustees is doing is really helping to sponsor that concept and that idea and so we're very appreciative of this Well, we appreciate that. You know, our goal is just to educate as many people as we can. Mm -hmm. And whenever we get support from big players in ESOP world, that really helps us spread that message and just get as many people as possible involved in employee ownership. Tremendous. So I think to get started, um, we are recording this in our office in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I was wondering if you could tell us what brings you to Harrisburg in the first place. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, uh, We just had our fourth annual uh, meeting of the Pennsylvania Center for Employee Ownership. Uh, We, of course, are a 501c nonprofit, and we exist for one reason, which is to try to raise awareness uh, about employee ownership uh, across the, uh, the state of Pennsylvania to try to create as many new employee owners as possible. And each year we get together here in Harrisburg with uh, any of all of our um, volunteers, uh, our interested parties, and we get together uh, actually at uh, Barley Snyder, uh, which is uh, one of our one of our uh, founding founding uh, volunteers as well. And we had our meeting yesterday, uh, and we was very well attended. We had a record attendance, about forty uh, about forty volunteers uh, from all corners of the state who are part of uh, the network of trying to accomplish the mission of raising awareness about employee ownership. Excellent. So what kind of things do you discuss at that sort of meeting? Well, uh, a whole variety. First of all, we, uh, we, we, we kind of do a, an overview of some of the accomplishments of the previous year. We actually use this, this meeting, Brian, as kind of a, a starting point for the coming year. Uh, the group gets together and uh, provides a lot of feedback about you know, where we should be focusing our efforts, uh, the creation of good ideas for, uh, for the upcoming year. And we had uh, some tremendous ideas this year uh, the, from, from the group, uh, some big ideas as well. And uh, so, so uh, that, that's what the purpose of the, of the meeting is. We use it to kind of uh, get ourselves started. So you go to this meeting, mm-hmm. you get your feedback from last year, you mm-hmm. get your ideas for the upcoming year. What do you do now that you've left the meeting and you've got that information to take with you? Uh, well, we uh, we sweat a little bit because there's so much that needs to be done, uh, but we get excited about about the opportunities. Um, uh, so, so the Pennsylvania Center, as I said, is is a, a nonprofit, and our, our focus on raising awareness. One of the one of the lessons learned from the past year has been uh, the real value 
of uh, not just traditional media, but mass media as well. So um, part of the charge from the group was take the lessons from last year, the things that really worked well, and let's do some more of that. For example, we did some very, very successful uh, radio spots in uh, uh, the Philadelphia metro area. We did them with uh, WHYY, which is the uh, NPR affiliate out of Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, for about a six-week period, we were providing um, a very brief uh, radio spots about employee ownership in the morning drive and in the, uh, the, uh, the evening drive. And through that period of time, we had over 200 people visit the website to inquire and, and, uh, about employee ownership, get information. And we are today actively in discussions with uh, seven different companies that uh, wish to learn more uh, in the hopes of perhaps taking the next step uh, towards employee ownership. And uh, that, was a, that was a real game changer for us. I mean, this was something we found out. We were testing radio, mm -hmm. and we found out that it, uh, it really provided um, a, a, a way to access those that might potentially be interested in employee ownership. So uh, we're going to do lots more of that. I, I was absolutely fascinated when you told me that you started doing these spots because it just struck me as a logical way to get the word out to a ton of people who otherwise wouldn't necessarily hear about employee ownership. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, as I said, one of our goals with the podcast is to spread that word out, but we're doing long form media with this, you know, when, right. when someone's listening to the podcast, they're taking an hour out of their day sure. to sit and listen to the podcast. And, you know, that, that is one great way of doing it. Our, we've had a steady rise in listenership mm -hmm. since we've started, yeah. but for you to be able to have 60 seconds to go out on the air or however long the uh, well, spot is, 15 seconds, actually. 15 seconds, yeah. 15 seconds to go and put, just put that little bug in someone's ear about employee ownership and then drive, you know, visitors to your website and get that increase of, of interest, it, it's a great idea. And it sounds like it's been a successful start. Yeah, it has been so far, yeah. So are there plans to then expand that even further throughout the state? There, there are. And um, we're, 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 kind of, um, we're kind of divided a little bit. You know, one of the principles of this is repetition is very valuable. However, what we think we'd like to do next, we, 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 we address the Philadelphia area. We'd like to go to Pittsburgh, to Harrisburg, to Scranton, to Erie, to other sort of major population centers uh, of the uh, of the state uh, that have public radio um, um, affiliates. Mm -hmm. So, so probably our next target will be Pittsburgh, and we're going to test things out there. And then right after that, uh, Harrisburg. So, uh, where we are today, we we uh, we want to we want to try to get the word to as many corners as possible and understand, you know, you know what, what methodology works best for what area. You know, um, the, I say to people all the time, the real heroes of employee ownership uh, up to this point have been uh, people like capital trustees. They've been the professionals and subject matter experts in the industry. Um, we have the ability, because we're a nonprofit, to perhaps uh, get some voices and get some places where uh, the traditional 
um, uh, industry has not been able to get. So we're trying to sort of fill that gap as well and uh, working directly with organizations like Capital Trustees, uh, with uh, existing ESOP companies, and with, um, uh, with interested municipal organizations, uh, we, we think we can make some real gains going forward. I, I, I like that you brought up municipal organizations because I know that is a really huge focus for you, and I was hoping you could tell us a little more about that municipal outreach that you're, that you're working on now. Absolutely. Um, w- by the way, you know, we're, we're a, a three-year-old organization, so we're, sure. we're still learning, you know. Um, we don't have all this figured out. Fortunately, we've got lots of partners within the professional community, uh, ESAP companies, et cetera, that help us. Um, so, so one of the things that we've been working on this past year is what we call uh, city strategies. Um, we were very fortunate. We had strong support from the city of Philadelphia uh, directly through city council and uh, Councilman Derek Green, who's a councilman at large in Philadelphia, who really gets it about employee ownership. Uh, he understands the value that it can bring to uh, local businesses, uh, to communities, to keeping businesses where they are and growing jobs. Through him, we did a, we did a, a, a city council uh, hearing um, back in April that was very, very effective and very successful for us. The, um, the chairman of the, uh, of the city council uh, committee, his comment was, quote, you've blown us away. Uh, we had no idea that this existed, uh, ESOPs and employee ownership, and we think that this can be a really effective way to, uh, to help the city of Philadelphia. Um, so, so following that, uh, Councilman Green has worked with the Pennsylvania Center to, um, to propose the idea of a citywide task force on employee ownership which would gather the important stakeholders uh, throughout the city, whether it's governmental, whether it's business, whether it's banking, community development, advocacy, et cetera, to create a, uh, a, a committee, a task force, whose role is to uh, get into the neighborhoods, find the businesses that might, might be helped, and, and, and develop tools to effectively bring employee ownership to uh, businesses throughout the city. Remember that based on the best evidence we have, uh, really due to the baby boomers, four and a half million companies are going to transact over the next the next uh, dozen years or so. Cities are petrified about this. They don't really know what to do about it. And they're seeing the combination of that as well as businesses moving out of the Commonwealth, even going offshore, as, as a danger to the, city's, uh, to the city's future. So the concept of employee ownership has been one that has been really enticing to cities. We also did the same thing in the city of Pittsburgh, and we found a, um, uh, some, some really uh, um, uh, voracious advocates uh, in uh, council, council member Erica Strasburger and uh, council member Deborah Gross, both of whom see employee ownership as a way to really assist the city and the neighborhoods. They invited us to do city council hearings in Pittsburgh, and we've done those as well, just, uh, in fact, uh, last month. They are in process of voting on the creation of a citywide task force on employee ownership which would, again, bring all the important stakeholders together to make real change within the city of Pittsburgh, uh, which, by the way, is a growing city, but they're fearful about, and I'll, I'll quote what they were said, 
what they said to us was, we, we don't want to see our, our neighborhood businesses and our important organizations being replaced by large commercial uh, organizations or uh, being, being bought and um, uh, uh, exited out of the, the, uh, the area and even offshore. So, so they see it as well. And we think that there's an opportunity to do a similar thing with the city strategy in, in Harrisburg, in Scranton, the Lehigh Valley, in the Erie area, anywhere where there's, there, there are major uh, population centers. And that's just one part of what we're trying to accomplish. I mean, we want to be in the rural areas, the suburban areas. We want to be everywhere. But we think that the city strategy is a way to sort of quickly help a large number of people and gain real, real support from those that can help to make change. And it sounds to me like part of the city strategy takes kind of a two-pronged approach to increasing employee ownership in that you've got the radio spots, which provides an opportunity for small business owners to hear it and come to you and say, we're interested in ESOPs, but then also taking sort of the reverse approach, which is you seek them out and find a way to meet in the middle and spread that awareness by actively finding them and saying, hey, we think this could be a good way for you to continue your business going forward. Exactly. And, you know, you know, Brian, you've, you've been involved in this for years. You know, employee ownership isn't going to be for everyone. It's, it's not. But it is absolutely right for many businesses, and nobody knows about it. So we're, we're proud to be, to our knowledge, uh, the first nonprofit grassroots organizations whose purpose is exclusively trying to raise awareness. And uh, we're hopeful that we can actually share that knowledge with any and all other organizations throughout the nation to try to spread the idea of getting a grassroots uh, effort from, from a, a nonprofit organization to, uh, to create more employee ownership. And I think it was interesting when you were talking about these council members mm -hmm. in both Philly and Pittsburgh, people who listen to our podcast or who pay attention to kind of the behind the scenes of ESOP world, especially from a legislative perspective, mm -hmm. know that there are, there's a handful of politicians who are really strong advocates for employee ownership. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, we we say all the time that it's one of the few truly bipartisan things that people yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in Washington take an approach to. And so it's interesting to me that you're able to go to a city council and introduce this concept of ESOPs and of employee ownership. And the Councilman Green in Philly, for example, who wasn't aware of it, mm -hmm. but upon learning about it, suddenly really wants to be involved in making it more of a thing mm -hmm. where he works and where he lives. You're absolutely right, and and uh, you know I'm going to share this with you. This is not to criticize, uh, you know, members of government, but my experience in Philadelphia, uh, in Pittsburgh, in Harrisburg here, uh, working with uh, members of the uh, the House and and the Senate here, is that people don't know about this. Uh, we met with the Pittsburgh City Council. We met with the Philadelphia City Council, and I can tell you, not a single member, not a single member knew what an ESOP was, and yet when they found out, they were blown away. They were ecstatic about the idea. Um, employee ownership is simply not something that people know about, e even those in the highest levels of government. We've had the same experience with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, the state's uh, House of Representatives as well. So, so in one respect, that justifies our existence, and we're very pleased about that, but we also recognize that there's a long road here of, of education that needs to be done. Absolutely. And 
Pennsylvania, coming back to, to our state in particular, I think is, is a really interesting space to try and make this happen because just geographically speaking, we've got two huge cities, one on the east of the state and one mm-hmm. on the west of the state, Philly and Pittsburgh. And there's, there's a whole lot in between them sure. that, you know, people who are outside of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. don't necessarily pay attention to. And so you talked about Erie, you talked about Scranton, mm-hmm. there's Harrisburg here in the middle. It, it really provides a fascinating opportunity to take this kind of experimental approach mm-hmm. because it's, it's a really big playground in a way for mm-hmm. you to be able to say, let's see what works, yep. let's see what doesn't. Yep. And, and there's, there's a lot of room for growth and mm-hmm. for trial and error. And I think that makes it extra interesting what you guys are trying to do here. Well, thank you. Um, you know, and you're, you're touching on an important point. You know, um, Pennsylvania is one state, but culturally we're lots of different communities. And it's very, very important to us that we pay attention to all sectors of the Commonwealth, uh, whether it's the Schuylkill County, whether it's York County, uh, whether it's uh, Allegheny, uh, whether it's Montgomery. Uh, you know, every sector of the um, uh, of the state, you know, has its own sort of uh, uh, culture, and we want to make sure that we're respectful of that. And and it is the mission and the requirement of our organization to get to every corner of the state, and uh, and we plan to do that. So has there been a lot of talk yet, and I realize that <clears throat> in a lot of respects, these are very early days. Um, yes. you, you've laid out your city plan, mm-hmm. but has there been talk about how you can alter that approach for, say, Perry County, which is right next door to Harrisburg, which has a much more rural population mm-hmm. and presumably will require a, a slightly different tactic to approaching the increase of employee ownership? Well, in one respect, education is education. Okay, and you know we want to we want to uh, teach this in the same way to everyone because the message is really the same. You know, this is a tremendous program that very few people know about that can dramatically affect lives and communities. You know, keeping businesses where they are, uh, providing people with real retirement funds, uh, providing the growth of businesses and the creation of of more jobs. I suppose what's different in each area is the best way to uh, find the platforms to educate people. In some cases, it's the, and, and let's take Perry County, probably that's the best place to do that is within the chamber, the Chamber of Commerce, okay? For mm-hmm. some, it's going to be, you know, the municipal or government uh, sectors or organizations. I think Harrisburg's an example where that would be more important than, let's say, in, in Perry County or in Schuylkill County or in Northumbria, where, you know, we've done programs and we've done them through the, the, the Chambers of Commerce. Um, uh, sometimes it's the community and economic development groups that kind of oversee the area. Sometimes it's a trade association that's that's busy or active in there. But but um, you know, so I think it's more about finding where where is the best um, uh, avenue to try to, to to share this message. And in, in each locale, it's going to be a little different. So I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Obviously, what you're doing is. It's taking a very thoughtful approach. You're trying to be very strategic in how you educate and how you expand employee ownership opportunities. But obviously, Pennsylvania is one out of 50 states. Mm -hmm. How do you see what you're doing with PACEO in relation to employee ownership on sort of a more national level, if that makes sense? How, How can you relate your work to what 
across the country, our goal is to increase that education and employee ownership opportunities? Sure. Okay, uh, great question. Um, first of all, part of the mission of the Pennsylvania Center is to develop a model that is effective and then share it with any and all other states uh, throughout the union. Um, we're still de developing the model. Sure, okay? sure. We're still figuring this out. We're finding out, you know, case in point, I just told you about the radio spots. They they were tremendously uh, effective. We didn't do those the first two years that we were here. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to do more of that because that works. We're going to find other ways that, 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 that do that effectively as well. Um, the, there's a relatively new organization that's formed. Actually, it's a brand new organization. Uh, it, it's called the Employee Ownership Expansion Network. And uh, we've worked very closely, the Pennsylvania Center. We are, we're on, on um, you know, a part of the, uh, the creation team for this organization. And the purpose of the EOX, the Employee Ownership Expansion Network, is to, um, is to create state centers that cover 70% of the U.S. population over the next five years. Wow. And more specifically, create the centers and, and export the Pennsylvania model to those centers. And, and, and again, the model in Pennsylvania is to raise awareness. It includes a couple of key things that other state centers don't have. One is, you know, a, a serious engagement and partnership with the professional community, capital trustees. It's an important part. You, you guys uh, have a, the history of creating new employee owners, and we need to embrace that and learn the lessons that you have. Uh, secondly, we don't sell anything or charge anything. We don't do conferences like other organizations. Our express purpose is to raise awareness, period. So we believe that this model is the most effective way to create more employee owners. So we've worked closely with the EOX, the Employee Ownership Expansion Network, to um, uh, share with them and work with them uh, in, in expanding employee ownership in other states. For example, uh, next month uh, we'll be in Georgia working with a, a charter group, a, uh, uh, an initiating group, to explore the idea of creating a Georgia Employee Ownership Center, and we'll be sharing the lessons learned with them. So sort of once you accomplish that task of raising that awareness and creating new employee ownership opportunities, that's when those companies can then go to conferences with the ESOP Association or NCEO. But your focus is making them exist as ESOPs before they can even get there. Exactly. That's it. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. We'll be right back after this healthy tip from Sarah Sullivan. Hey friends, it's Sarah Sullivan, certified nutritionist and your partner in health, here to share with you this quick, delicious tip. When you're under stress, you get really hungry really quickly, and you end up craving sweet and high-fat foods which both stimulate the brain to release pleasure hormones to reduce tension, as well as provide a quick jolt of replenishing energy. The nail in the coffin? These high-calorie, high-fat foods not only contribute to overeating and subsequent weight gain, but they can even make your stress worse. One solution, reach for a square of dark chocolate when a stress-induced craving hits. Yes, really. But the key word is dark. Milk and white chocolate are full of sugar, which will only pull you down, and contain fewer cocoa solids, the ingredient full of antioxidants, which researchers have found can help stimulate the euphoria-inducing chemicals that real chocolate does, especially serotonin, working to buffer the effects of stress. 
Make sure to grab a bar that's higher than 70% cacao and keep on hand for life's stressful moments. Thanks for listening and for more helpful tips, please visit me at sarahsullivan.com. So as far as Pennsylvania is concerned, if we could widen our look a little bit to the state government itself, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that you're working on the municipal level and going to different local governments, but what work are you trying to do with the state government in Pennsylvania? Sure. uh, Very, very good. Well, first of all, one of the things that the state can do for us, well, twofold. One is they can create legislation, obviously, that, that supports and enhances and grows the value of employee ownership. Uh, The other thing they can do is they have many departments that have access to the business community and have the ability to uh, help us interface with with those. So so a couple things. First of all, we're very pleased that we we have had uh, two meetings now with uh, Governor Tom Wolf, uh, really at his request. Uh, I think he wanted to understand a little bit more about what employee ownership was. By the way, uh, Tom Wolf, when he ran his business, although he was not an ESOP, he, he was very supportive of various aspects of employee ownership. He did broad profit sharing with his employees and uh, re- really understands the importance of engaging employees in not just the uh, the decision making within a business, but in sharing the, uh, the the wealth of the business as well. So we've done that that twice al- al- already. Uh, we also were fortunate to meet with uh, Secretary of uh, Community and Economic Development, Dennis Davin. Uh, Secretary Davin, also a strong supporter of what we're trying to do. And thanks to uh, him and the department, we've been working closely with the Department of Community and Economic Development, at setting up meetings with the various departments within the state that can help us get to the business owners and the programs that are designed to get the word out about various things, now including employee ownership. We just learned today that we've got a uh, we had a request for a meeting with with uh, uh, Deputy Secretary uh, Neil um, uh, Neil Weaver uh, in in March to continue finding ways to be more aggressive about getting the word out about employee ownership. So we're very excited and pleased about that. Secondly, we've worked with the um, the House of Representatives, and there's a bill we have in in uh, in the House today, which is advancing quickly through the Finance Department to um, to expand the benefits for employee-owned businesses here in Pennsylvania. So we're very we're very honored and gratified that we've been able to bring this forward and get the level of support that we have to date. That's wonderful. It, it sounds like PA CEO really sort of has a lot of hands in a lot of different places. <laughs> Do you find it challenging at all to figure out the balance of where you focus your time and your resources, or does it sort of just come easily? Oh, it's all simple, Brian. You know, there's nothing about this that's <laughs> very, very easy and world. Yeah, it of really ESOPs. is. It's a piece of cake. We mostly put our feet up. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, we, um, uh, my my colleague uh, Rosalie Evans uh, works out of our Pittsburgh office, and uh, I'll share that we have a um, a wonderful partner out there in Chatham University. Uh, Chatham University is one of the very, very unique uh, uh, universities in this nation that has a strong focus on uh, uh, economic and social issues, which they incorporate into all of their uh, coursework and programming. So they invited us to actually be um, uh, part of the university and have our offices out there. So so between Rosalie and myself, we, we work and, and 
to try to figure out what's the most appropriate places for our time. But I don't want to uh, diminish the fact that we have 90 volunteer companies Capital Trustees is, is, is one of those that work with us on a volunteer basis to, uh, to try to assist us to, to get the word out to as many people as possible through panel programs at Chambers of Commerce, through trade associations, and through their own activities such as, as podcasts. And, and I think it's worth noting the fact that these companies are volunteers goes to show that the ESOP community at large is really invested in the kind of mission that you're putting forward. You know, the idea that we know that by promoting this education and awareness and furthering your goals, we're really making the community better for everybody. And that's important to us. I I mean, it's important to capital trustees, but I think it's important for every volunteer company that you've got working with you. It's a really unique uh, partnership, uh, Brian. Um, You know, I want to be very clear that, you know, every business should be striving to be successful and profitable. One of my favorite uh, quotes about employee ownership is that uh, capitalism, capitalism isn't a bad thing. It's just that we need more capitalists. And um, I I think that what we're trying to do with the nonprofit Pennsylvania Center is a unique partnership between business and advocacy, uh, both of whom are trying to do the same thing. And I can't think of a whole lot of uh, organizations that can say the same thing. Uh, we're, we're partnering together for the benefit of communities, uh, for the benefit of, of the economy, for the benefit of individuals, and at the same time, we want everybody, including our, our, our partners, to be, to be successful. So, Kevin, I would like to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on the Main Street Employee Ownership Act. Back when it was in the early stages, I don't think it was even passed when we talked about it on the show here, and we just did a brief overview. So I'd love it if you could go into a little more detail about that for us now. Well, I would love it if I could go into more detail as well, Uh, but (laughs) there's a limited amount of detail. But I can share with you what we know. This is a really fascinating thing, I think. Uh, It's been a long time. It was 20 years since the, uh, the federal government last passed legislation related to employee ownership. So on one respect, this is sort of landmark stuff that's happening. Um, I'll share with you that, that it's one thing to pass legislation. It's a different thing to get the regulations that relate to the legislation itself. And they are not complete, and those which we have are barely dry yet. So we're, we're, we're learning little bits at a time. So it's one thing to have the law, but to actually put it into effect is an entirely different story. You got it, exactly. Um, so here, here's what we know. Or I'll, let me give you kind of a thumbnail. The, the Employee Ownership Act is uh, entirely about the SBA, the Small Business Administration. It's, it's a piece of, of, of law that directs the SBA to do a series of things, and it also changes and clears out some of the hurdles that the SBA formerly had as it relates to lending to employee-owned businesses, whether that's ESOPs or co-ops. Um, the legislation does a few things. It, it directs the SBA to do marketing, which is great, about employee ownership. It directs them to provide uh, loans and loan guarantees to businesses interested in employee ownership. It also, lastly, creates uh, a a requirement on the SBA 
to encourage the creation of more SBICs. Now, an SBIC, frankly, is something I wasn't familiar with before. It's, it's a small business investment company. It's traditionally a bank, um, a mezzanine lending organization, a financial organization, or even a, a venture capital firm, which establishes a fund. They raise money, and for every dollar that they raise, the SBA will kick in $2 to create a fund and that fund is then used to sponsor employee ownership. Now, the rules and the regulations around all of that, as I said, are, are, are not really clear and available yet. So um, the, uh, the Pennsylvania Center is actually working with Dr. Joseph Blasey, uh, Rutgers University, one of the nation's foremost researchers, and one of the key members in crafting the language for the uh, Main Street Act. We're working with uh, Dr. Blasey to um, uh, try to get entree to the SBA and to Representative Velasquez's office, who was the, the, the House sponsor, to understand how do we put this into place and make this valuable for, uh, for potential new employee-owned businesses. Um, so a lot to understand yet, but I think it represents two things. Number one, a real opportunity for, for, for advancing uh, new employee owners. And it also kind of, kind of is, is groundbreaking in that after 20 years, we now have a piece of legislation and we have something to talk about. And the more that we can make this understand, uh, make uh, people understand the value that this can be to, to communities, maybe that, that encourages more legislation. And, and certainly the goal of PACEO or ESCA or the ESOP Association, NCO, all of these organizations that are invested in employee ownership, the goal is to have legislation continue to be a thing, not wait another exactly. 20 years before the next bill comes up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So hopefully the implementation of the Employee Ownership Act is going to be a, a smooth process. and uh, Sure, well, everything in the government is, right? Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah. Call, call me an idealist. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's good at least from the perspective of ESOP world that on our end, we have organizations and structures in place to try and help move this along. You know, it's, yep. it's one thing to expect the government to be able to actually get stuff happening, but we're not going to be caught by surprise. We're going to be able to be ready for whatever happens and continue right. to promote, um, you know, our own goals and, and help employee owners. Absolutely. Yeah. So now if we pivot a little bit, you are on the host committee for the NCEO's annual conference, which is taking place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this year. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what went into planning all of this and how, how uh, the conference is going to go? Sure, sure. First of all, uh, for those that may not be clear, the NCEO is the National Center for Employee Ownership, and it's the nation's foremost organization uh, for information and um, uh, uh, assistance as it applies to employee ownership in all of its forms. Uh, they're located out in, in Oakland, uh, California. Marvelous organization and, and, and really the centerpiece of, of, of information around employee ownership. Uh, they have an annual conference, and this year it's going to be in Pittsburgh at the David Lawrence Center. Um, they're anticipating uh, record-setting attendance. 
the trend right now is is that that, that they're going to exceed even the 1,800 people they had in um, in Atlanta last year. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the reason that it's been moved to Pittsburgh and the David Lawrence Convention Center is because a hotel isn't necessarily big enough at this point to host an event like that. You're exactly right. The, uh, the conference has been expanding year after year after year, and they're at the point now where, uh, going forward, th- they'll no longer be able to host these at hotels. <laughs> There's just not enough space. And uh, so, so that's great news. That means that the, the employee ownership world is growing, uh, interested parties are increasing, and that's all, that's all good news. So, so the conference is going to be uh, April uh, 8th through 11th, uh, at the David Lawrence Center in um, uh, in Pittsburgh, and I think I can say without equivocation that the single most important part of the conference is going to be the Pennsylvania Center for Employee Ownership Pierogi Station, which will be located uh, on the second floor during one of the breaks. I will not be anywhere else other than that pierogi station. I cannot tell you. I am so excited. I'm. I'm Truly over the moon <laughs> at it, this pierogi station. Apparently, it's the it's the reason for the increase in attendance. I, I don't know. That's that's what they're saying. That, that's what I'm hearing. So, pierogies aside, and that's not something I ever thought I would say. Pierogies aside, what what else can we expect to get out of this conference? Okay, this this is this is probably the the foremost uh, program each year. Uh, for gathering those that are, A, part of the employee ownership world, and B, interested in learning more about it. Uh, there will be uh, hundreds of sessions available uh, to, to attendees uh, to learn about uh, and learn more about uh, the various aspects of employee ownership in, in all of its iterations. And uh, each year it is a great opportunity for uh, individuals to learn, to solve problems and to connect with uh, like-minded people within the employee ownership world, it's it's a marvelous event. And I encourage anybody interested in 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 the topic of employee ownership uh, to think seriously uh, about attending. And you can you can find them at nceo.org. And and I have to say these big national conferences. There's there's a kind of electricity when you go to them. I remember Atlanta last year was an amazing opportunity to meet new people, network with them, and I mean, you know, from from my perspective, working for capital trustees, we're on the professional end. So a lot of what we do at this conference is we will network with other professionals, we'll work on deals that we've already been working on, but you know, it's a nice convenient place to get together with people who you might work with from halfway across the country and you never get to see them otherwise. Or to also meet with, we've met with clients at these things, we met with potential clients. But for me, I was really interested in the fact that in Atlanta, I got to meet with employee owners, with participants in an ESOP who don't have anything to do with capital trustees professionally, but we were able to find a table somewhere, get something to eat, go have a drink, and just talk about their company and what they do and share ideas, ideas that we were able to then say to capital trustees' clients and say, hey, there's this company from Georgia who you've never heard of, you'll never meet them, but they do this thing and it's really cool and you should try it. Yeah. 
you know? So, so just the sharing of that information with people who you might not even see until the next year's conference mm-hmm. is an opportunity unlike anything else I've experienced working in ESOP world so far. Yeah, you, 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 you've touched on one of the most interesting and perhaps important things about employee ownership. Employee ownership is about shared economy. Uh, surprise, surprise, employee-owned companies are much more productive and successful than non-employee-owned companies. Who'd have thunk, right? <laughs> and um, a- as a result, what we find is that the, the, the culture of those that are part of employee-owned businesses is really a sharing culture. Uh, people are energized and excited to share what it is that they're doing. They're energized and excited to find out what others are doing. And the NCEO uh, annual conference is, as you've described, just a great place to, uh, to come together with, with like-minded people that, that really do want to share their stories. And there are so many great stories out there at, at companies a, a, across the nation. And, and this, is, this is the place, perhaps the best place, uh, to, really, uh, to really explore that. And, and on just a sort of basic human level, the ability to talk to someone, and, and for me especially a participant, mm-hmm. who can talk about their job as like more than just a nine to five thing, mm-hmm. you know, who's able to say, hey, I recognize what benefits I'm getting out of this. Mm-hmm. And the sense of community, both on the grandest scale with all of us coming together to be there, but also on an individual company scale, the sense of community that they have, that they are working towards something together, is it can be really refreshing. And, and it's nice when you get all of that in one place. It, you know, these conferences, sometimes they can tire you out by the end of it. <laughs> sure. But there's also, you know, a rejuvenating quality to going there. And, you know, I, I think I come back to Harrisburg after these conferences and I do better work mm-hmm. for having mm-hmm. been there for a couple of days. You, you, you kind of referenced or touched on one aspect. Um, I, I usually uh, help out with uh, conducting, um, you know, one or more sessions uh, for those that want to learn more. Uh, this year I'm, I'm doing a, a, a program on working with governments, okay? Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about some of the things that the Pennsylvania Center is doing, and we're going to talk a little bit about what individual companies could do, you know, with governments to, A, expand knowledge about employee ownership, and B, help their company. And so we'll talk... Um, in previous years, I've, I've worked with the idea of, of communicating about employee ownership. And one of the things that uh, I, I really try to encourage people to do is talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to people in the grocery store. Um, people are always fascinated when they find out what this thing is, this employee ownership thing, this ESOP thing is. Uh, we have, I, I call it the Wawa moment. I, I talk to people about uh, employee ownership, and I explain that that in an ESOP, the employees don't pay any money for uh, their shares in the business, and that in, in in many circumstances, the business becomes tax free. And when I say this, they say, "What? What? 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 What?" what? So that's the <laughs> Wawa moment. That, like, what, what was that you said? What? What? Ta- what do you mean tax free? And. Um, so, so people love hearing this story, and I'm always encouraging people, you know, to share with their friends, with their neighbors, or whatnot. Uh, the chairman of our of our organization, uh, Ken Baker, uh, has this concept he calls um, "sell it to us, boss," 
and I've actually had calls to the Pennsylvania Center from employees of companies saying, could you explain how this works to me? Uh, the, the owner of our business is, is, is 78 years old, is aging out, and is thinking about selling. How can I share information about this with my, with my boss? And I'd love to think someday we'd be able to communicate as best we can to as many people in the country so that they've got a knowledge level that they could share with the business owner to see if they may or may not be interested in something like this. Absolutely. Well, I I have to say, I think that when it comes to spreading that awareness, building up that education, and just driving people towards employee ownership, I think you are the real deal. I think PACEO is the real deal. And we really, really appreciate all the work and the time and energy that you put into this because it really is making all of us better. And it's making employee ownership in Pennsylvania better. And that's going to have effects that ripple far beyond our own state. So we really appreciate your work and always for taking the time to come and talk to us about it. Absolutely. And Brian, I'll, I'll just uh, repeat, as I said before, thank you to CAP Trustees for, for being one of the founding members of our organization, for volunteering your time and being so supportive. Uh, I love these podcasts. Uh, you know, I can't think of a better way to raise awareness than to share the information that you do. And I uh, just want to say thank you again for doing this. Well, thank you very much. This has been a really wonderful chat with Kevin McPhillips. He's the executive director of the Pennsylvania Center for Employee Ownership and an all-around great guy. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. And be sure to check out the PACEO on their website, ownershippennsylvania.org. We'll be back on Friday with an episode of the ESOP minicast and then Tuesday again next week of the ESOP podcast. Don't forget to register for the NCEO conference in Pittsburgh if you haven't yet, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Do you have feedback about this or any other episode of the ESOP podcast? Do you have a topic you'd like for us to discuss on the show? Would you like to appear on the podcast as a featured guest or a panelist in a group presentation? Then we want to hear from you. Send us an email to podcast at captrustees.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the ESOP podcast brought to you by Capital Trustees and their managing directors, Brett Kiesling and Rich Heater. Production assistance provided by Brian Kiesling and Third Circle Inc. Logo designed by Bitsy Plus Design and music created by Max Kiesling. Join us again next time for the ESOP podcast.